Yeah. I was like, live. <laughs> live. We should go live. Like Facebook Live. Well, you know, so you can go you can go live on um well, I, I applied for it. I, I applied for the LinkedIn beta on Monday. Oh. They said it'd take three weeks to get back to me though. So I posted videos like nonstop for like a month and then I applied and I was like because <laughs> I, like, I figured they're only gonna look back like thirty days. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Man, you're like yeah. a you're like a like a, some sort of human hacker. I don't know. Like we figure out like the knobs of everything. Well, well the, no, that I was I was really I've been trying to yeah. figure out. So like I'll post two posts. So I'll yeah. post one post. I'll give you an example. I'll post two memes. Yeah. And also here's something I found out about LinkedIn. I'm gonna put all this in the paper. Like gifts don't work on mobile unless you use the mobile gifts. Yeah, you have so to you have to convert it, it to an yeah. MP4 and then post it. But what I've been doing is I've been like on Friday, like TGI Friday, right? TGIF. So I'll post a picture of a girl and a guy, like a like a meme, and see which one does better, right? And then I'll yeah. post in the mornings and like during the day, during the the week, at night, on the weekends. And also I'm looking at the audience, right? So I'm looking at the audience of like who's seen what. So what I found is there's a lot less people on at night, like after seven, like everybody's on Facebook. <laughs> I think. Yeah. I think everybody's on Facebook, but the people that are on LinkedIn are like our target persona, right? It's a small business owner. It's, or big businesses. It's or, there, or, or big. Yeah. Know, the directors, everyone's there. Yeah. You know the producers, th- that sort of thing. But you got to look at like w- yeah. salespeople and recruiters are on during the day. Yeah. But after that, so on the weekends. So I started posting on weekends. Like I did a post on a weekend, then I got a bunch of views on it, and I was yeah. looking at who was looking at it. Right? It's the small, this like owner, you know, owner or executive officer or president or CEO or whatever. Interesting. So, it, so it's really interesting about how people are using it. Also, I've been using different hashtags. Some I've been using a lot. Some I've been using different ones. So I'll give you an example. If you hashtag like agency, it won't get a bunch of views. But if you hashtag awards or you hashtag recruiting tip or hiring tip, it goes viral. So, yeah. so really, they're trying to figure out the user intent. Mm. So, like if you, so I have this one really good video that, that Ivan did on like we build responsive websites, we, you know, all the integrations, plugins, different platforms, adding videos, all that sort of thing. I haven't pushed that out yet, but if I hashtag that anything sales related, I don't think it's going to get very much visibility. So they want like education first. Uh, well, they, I think they want hiring first and then I think they want education mm. and then yeah. they want like recognition. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and they're looking at like what you're doing on the algorithm, like how many likes and like, you know how people are like, you like your own stuff. You know what <laughs> I mean? Yeah, you should because I don't, I don't know if it's weighted less, but it's definitely like weighted. Does yeah. that make sense? Like, and so I'll go back. I won't like it out of the gate. I'll go back and like it later. Then I'll go back and comment. You know, we'll respond. So there's kind of how how the algorithm kind of works. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I heard that when you post something, it pushes it out to like a certain number of people first, like your top engagers, yeah. and they'll see yeah. who responds. And if that's that has good response, they'll push your post even further out yeah. to the rest yeah. of your connections. And that's how like. Yeah. Facebook personal profile works too, I heard. Yeah, well, so yeah. so I have some posts, okay? And I start off with just like funny videos and stuff like that. I was getting 40,000 like views. Like I got 100,000 views. And basically what I was doing is I was just putting my logo. <laughs> and then like on, on, on the bottom of the image and pushing that out. And then I was driving them to, um, you know, like, uh, like a calendar we set up. But a lot of the people were just people that want to learn about internet marketing. So now I'm pushing them to like, our podcast, so bestseopodcast.com. Mm. And, um, 
you know, now things are are really changing. Like Facebook, it works pretty well. How you got to do Facebook now is you only have 6,000 friends, right? You max out. Yeah. You have to tag people. So when you post on Facebook, like if, if we did a post on Facebook or we we're doing this live, I would tag like my whole team, y'all, anybody you could, because then it shows it in their feeds. And then, and that's how you get the, uh, the expansion. Mm, yeah. Funny thing about LinkedIn is, so I did a post, okay? And I don't, and it's how the system's built. So I did a post and I, and like, for whatever reason, I decided I wanted to delete it, okay? So I deleted it, but people had already liked the post. So it continued to, it continued yeah. to go. Yeah. <laughs> then, I then I deleted the next one, but more people had liked it. So it was going all these yeah. different directions. So know that if you put it out there on yeah. social media, if anybody comments on likes, I think it creates a new page yeah. or something like that. And then that has a, its own life of its own. But then I was like thinking, Okay, well, if I if I deleted that, does the engine stop? Right, is the the main post the driver? Yeah, it didn't yeah. have any effect. That post got five hundred something views. It, it, because know? like you got to think of the purpose of like social media, you know, networks, right? Yeah, their business model it's all based on engagement, right? Uh huh. Even though their profits come from sales, right? <laughs> like a lot of times people actually well, you're buying it, attention, right? People you're, are buying yeah. attention, right? Yeah. So they they're like you know if you ever uh, look at this concept of demand aggregation where like they stand it's like the concept of companies that stand in the middle of two of they're not supplying they're arbitrage they're not demanding they're just, yeah, like okay. Zillow eventually they do like they, they stop well because they build up their yeah, once a they big become, enough audience on exactly their own. Yeah. But, and that's why like Kevin and I used to go after that market but when we started you know the tech you know sort of the tech app yeah. world right Yeah. because yeah. we were and the problem was that we were not only in charge of generating demand, we were also in charge of generating supply. So when you're working a double-sided market, and that, it is tough, oh, right? And you can't and survive two different businesses. Yeah. You and so, you, so, you, so, so how a lot of them get started is yeah. they buy that demand on one side, yeah. right. grow the market on the other side, and then they develop the other market. But yep. you've got to have money. You have to, to play negative able, for yeah. years. <laughs> well, no, I, I mean, my last startup, I was building uh, basically... Uh, for for medical professionals, we were we were basically scraping a bunch of different hospital jobs all yeah. all around the country. It was generating uh, on a daily basis because we weren't we weren't we didn't have a strong enough spider to do it. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, we we got it up to like every half day or something like that. But then we were having to get um, clients, right? So we were getting clients to join the platform to pay us. But then we had to get candidates. So we had jobs. I got that, and then we got about seventy two clients. But I wasn't getting enough candidates so yeah. then i would have to run ads yep. on those jobs to to get enough clients to it and then you know what's a good level of demand right so sometimes i would overspend to deliver over deliver for the client because yeah. it's a beginning plot so that you're in this conundrum yeah right? and you have timing is important because if somebody who's supplying the the whatever yeah. shows up but there's no demand and yeah. vice versa. Yeah, so you're you're juggling a bunch of plates, it's, you know. Yeah, and it's honestly why why I stopped. <laughs> <laughs> I was, well, you know, you if you just operate within the the yeah. the, the the pre preset confines and you just compete, like yep. so I, I you know I'm an athlete or whatever, like like competing on a high level. Well, it, instead of creating my own marketplace, my own environment, all my own yep. you know community, let me compete in the area where the people already is, there's already a set rules, 
And then you can build an audience out of that and yeah. then later on move it. But to build it all from scratch, you're right. You got to yeah. go negative for And if you think about time. it, uh, the really good ones, I like Zillow like as a, as a great example. Yeah. It goes back to our typical marketing strategies, right? So uh-huh. Particularly in direct response where you have a lead magnet, right? Sure. You give something for free in order to generate, you know, yeah. sort of like demand, Well, they're just right? doing SEO like anybody else. Yeah. I mean, they're just yeah. doing demand generation. But think of, of Zillow, right? Before they could get people, people's eyes to actually go and check the, uh-huh. the, the listings. Remember the Zestimate where you go and actually check the value of a house? Uh-huh. It was a free tool. Sure. Like people would go for that. Well, like glass door, right? Gla- <laughs> yeah. glass door, glass door, and exactly and hiring. Yeah. It's the um, same thing as giving a free book. What does Yelp do? Is there any redeemable value of Yelp at all? I have. No I don't know. I heard Yelp messes with the restaurants that that go. They like, mess place with the reviews. It. They're like, yeah. Yeah. like gangsters. Like you got to like give them money, or they'll show ads like on yeah, on seen. on your profile, <laughs> yeah. and they'll hide reviews. They recruited at my school. I was looking at working for them. Uh, yeah but uh yeah i don't know yelp and like oh so we we got a review on yelp and this person left us like some crazy review and i like i'm i like pulled all the way back for like 20 years like this person never worked with us and i'm like who is this person i like and and then i can't even reach out to him you know what i mean like so i had to respond like through the platform or whatever yeah but I don't know. I feel it. And then Yelp also, um, a couple other clients that told me this, like a review is a review is a review. And they're going to decide if it's a good review or not or if it's valuable or not. Yeah. But they're not verifying if it's even legit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's and it's their call. You can't even like protest it. Like So this is something you didn't know. So I just got on the marketing committee for Better Business Bureau. And I didn't even know this. Did you know that they have dispute resolution offices and it's like a free service that like if – there's a dispute between two businesses. They'll like be a, a facilitator for it. Isn't that pretty cool? Yeah, I mean, and that's a big part wow. of what they do. And I didn't even know that. Hmm. I, I go there to check, like mostly what people are saying, complaints, because it gives you like so much insight into like a product, and you're yeah. like, oh. And if you can verify yourself, <laughs> you'll really see what's you know behind. Well, okay, that. but okay, but what about Amazon? If you're buying a product, or it depends what platform, right? But that's what all the platforms do is yeah. do reviews. So do you weight different platforms differently for reviews? For reviews, it's it's interesting because on Amazon, I actually probably don't care much about reviews. Uh-huh. It's weird, but because uh, there's too many, of I them think they're, they're not I think it's ranking is more important than than what you think rankings on, on, on Amazon I, I look for, for the sure. Amazon basics. Like you know, they they just find something good that's selling, oh, yeah. and then yeah. they rip it off, and yeah. then they sell it for cheaper. But it's usually good, and that's like <laughs> like I know that's pissing a lot of people off. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but that's what they do, right? So yeah. they're looking at all the data. Yeah. Well, no, we should get we should get started here. Um, <laughs> get now started. we get started. Let's get started. <laughs> but um. You know, um, welcome to this episode of the Unknown Secrets of Internet Marketing. My name is Matt Bertram. This is Chris Burris. <laughs> For all you can't see, we got his bobblehead here. Um, I had uh, two gentlemen drop by the office that we uh, linked up at a conference up in New York not too long ago. Uh, Kevin, Andres, why don't you all kind of introduce yourself, talk about a little bit about your specialties, uh, and then we can just continue the conversation, see where it goes. Yeah, so... As Matt said, my name is Kevin. I'm primarily a direct response copywriter. I've worked with a lot of the big social media influencers with their info products, and recently you I just can't, you can't drop any names. You have NDAs out there. I'll drop some names. So I've worked with <laughs> Ty Lopez, Dan Henry, 
mentor box. And now I'm starting to transition more into health. So I'm working with VShred now. They're pretty big on YouTube. And I have a pharmacy background, so that's kind of more of my thing anyway. Very that resonates awesome. with me. Well, yeah. Those are some big names. We got a lot of digital marketers, um, <laughs> you know, that listen. So it's great to have you here and uh, provide an insight. Appreciate you stopping by, you know. Andres. All right. So I owned this agency, co-owned with actually Kevin, um, as of a year ago. Uh-huh. And uh, the, the name of the agency is a Studio. And we primarily, like, just do interactive web development for big Madison Avenue agencies and big brands. And um, funny enough, it's the only thing we've ever done, right? So, you know, we figured out a, a way to to knock on the doors of big brands and say, hello, we have this thing, you know, let, you know, can can we can we work with you? Interesting. And Interesting. Um, yeah, and it, when you do that, it's kind of like you you get you get to see the difference of working with a, you know, seven-figure business versus a nine-figure, 10, you know, billion-dollar company, publicly traded company. And there is no difference, you know, and that's what I think people need to get in their heads, you know. Well, you know, that was one of the things that uh, at the conference they talked a lot about is moving up channel and yeah. moving significantly up channel, right? So yeah. a lot of digital marketers are working with the small local businesses yes. and they're trying yeah. to uptick their brand, yeah. you know. And so it's interesting to hear that coming in, you already had your target persona of who you wanted to go after and you only grab those, right? Yeah. And so I think that it that's by a lot of people are going to want to hear about. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, Madison Avenue, I know maybe there's some geograph- geographical aspect to it because you are in Brooklyn. Yeah. But, but, but I don't think that that's it, right? Yeah, no, it, it definitely started. You definitely nailed it because it started. I mean, Kevin knows. It started by accident, really. Like I was in a coffee shop in Brooklyn, right, and met someone who worked at one of these agencies, right? Uh-huh. And, you know, he saw what we were doing. You know, I was sitting down at the time coding something, a, a big project, and saw the whole thing, right? Yeah. And, you know, again, ge- geography does play a role. But, you know, there's a you could meet someone. And then you could also be in front of a U.S. Marines project with no team. And then you have to figure it out. There's a big, there's, you know, there's a, there's there's a big gap, there's right? A, there's the flip side to that. So you got to be able yeah. to scale. That's another thing, yeah. right? Yeah. Like that's the thing a lot of, I think, digital marketing agencies are struggling with of like how to scale their business, right? Yeah. And so usually what I've seen, at least in search, because that's primarily what we do. I mean, we do web design. We're a full service agency, but we're known for search. There's a lot of other good SEO people out there. But it's usually one person that knows a bunch of stuff, right? ton of clients, and maybe some admins that are helping them, but there's not a really good structure. So they're like, this guy's a genius. If I can just get this guy mm-hmm. to work on my stuff, like he's going to take it to the moon. But you're always hoping <laughs> and like trying to get their attention to figure out how to get him to work on stuff. There's actually a couple really big names that, that, that I've worked with in SEO and learned from and, and exchange information, taught, all that sort of thing. Uh, and, and really what I've heard from some clients, right, is, yeah, he's awesome, but I got to get him into the office. I got to like, you know, d- d- like hide all the distractions and get him to focus on it. And then he can do it whatever I need to get done in like 45 minutes or whatever, mm-hmm. but it's just nailing them down. Right. And yeah. so, you know, when, when you're able to, to, to get people's search rankings at the top of Google, it's very, very powerful. And you got a lot of different people pulling on you. Yeah. And, and, and usually the same person that's doing that 
is not running the business. Like those yeah. are two different skill sets. There's a book out there called E-Myth. I don't know if y'all uh, heard of it, but it's- By been, Michael Gerber. Yes, yeah. yeah. So that, so, so my partner, Chris, Actually, every person that came in our agency, that was like the first book you had to read, <laughs> right? Because yeah. like we all have to wear different hats at different times. Right. And it's really important to have someone do the IT and have someone do the accounting and have someone do, and also doing branding for yourself. Yeah. So branding for yourself is like the hardest. Like we were talking about copywriting yeah. earlier. It's really difficult to, to, to do that kind of branding for yourself. You yeah. Know? yeah, I agree. I mean... I always say that I can write for other people, but I always have a hard time writing about myself. So like some of my bios, I actually have other copywriters <laughs> write for me and we just swap bios. So I don't know what it is. Well, I, I've seen it too that you get you get paid, like if you're, you're getting paid to do work for a client. So if you have time to do work for yourself, like like which, like you don't normally have that unless it's slow, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Unless it's slow down, can you have time to work on your own stuff? And so if I want stuff done or move the needle or yeah. you know move everything forward, I typically have to go find somebody that I know and trust, like some, you know, some, some kind of strategic partner or someone in the industry to be like, I know they're good. And I'm like, I will pay you to do this because they're they're getting paid, so I'm their client, so they'll do it. And then yeah. I'll make sure it gets done and I can manage it like I'm um, the customer like in, and, and, and when you have that knowledge back and forth mm-hmm. you can usually get a lot done you know what I mean right so, um, why don't you Kevin why don't you tell us um, a little bit about just uh, overarching um, when you think about copyright right so one of the things we learned at, at the DAX conference was basically how valuable copywriting is. Yeah. I think it yeah. is really the highest paid industry. If you look at, if you're doing blogs, if like what kind of content are you writing? Well, content that sells is always gonna be worth the most, right? You yeah. know, yeah. and and we, we, we've, we've followed some of the same people. There's also been some people that you've educated me that I'm gonna check out in copywriting, but really, if you don't know how to sell or communicate your message, like, like yeah. everything else falls after that. And right? even if you know how to sell, can you sell by not by not doing it? Like it's a can tr- you step yeah. out? Can you, yeah. can you sell out of the different medium? Well, yeah. you know, my my background, I have some sales in my background, but I learned how to take that sales because it's the same. It's like human psychology. It's the same yeah. kind of concept. It's not so much the words, right? It's yeah. it's it's how to sell them. But why don't you give um, everyone a little bit of a framework to? Uh, how should they approach copywriting if they're a first-time person and they're building a sales funnel themselves, or they got a yeah. Shopify account, or um, you know they're working for a client and they're having to write sales copy? Yeah. Maybe talk about an email, or just pick something and share share with us some some a case study or some information or an overview. Yeah. So basically, I mean, there's plenty of templates out there for like sales letters, emails, social media ads, but when you think of copy. I think of it as just salesmanship in print, like you said, it's just sales, right? And I think a lot of writers, they get stuck on the actual words themselves and uh-huh. how they write. But, you know, we're not actually writers. We're not like Stephen King or like J.K. Rowling, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think about copy as like word architecture. So if you reverse engineer any successful sales letters, uh-huh. uh, one of my mentors I look up to named Joe Sugarman, he says the purpose of the first sentence is to get them to read the second sentence. The purpose uh-huh. of the second sentence is to get them to read the third sentence. Uh-huh. So if you like take that, it means that each sentence is put there for a reason. So 
it's work architecture. So if you try to reverse engineer stuff, you try to see like why is that copywriter putting that sentence there. So it's like it's an actual framework uh -huh. of influence through words. Well, and then and then also you were kind of talking about the frame of how you kind of speak to people, right? Like so yeah. we're talking about infotainment, we're talking about curiosity. Why do you feel that that's such a powerful hook? Well, I mean, humans by nature are just curious, right? Like we always love novel things. It's just a dopamine hit in our brain. Yeah. So whenever we present something in the market, it has to sound new. If it's something boring, like how to make money online, that's not going to resonate in today's world, right? Yeah. So okay. So this General. is so this is super interesting. Okay, this yeah. is something I found out. Right. So. I feel like just when we're talking about trends in general, okay, um, everything kind of happens in the UK, maybe comes to New York, goes to California, then gets spread out to the rest of the country, right? So y'all might see it a little bit beforehand. Well, what I'm seeing in online marketing specifically is the things that don't work here anymore, okay? Because I did some things for some multi-million dollar earners in the mm, MLM yeah. space or whatever. So the things uh, work from home and you know, be your own boss and all those sort of things used to work like gangbusters in the beginning, but it's been overdone. Yeah. Well, guess what? As these companies are starting to go to South America, okay, and they're starting to go yeah. to less developed countries. Look at Brazil. Those yeah. those things are working great. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, and it's, so it's like you know the future. It's, it's information crazy. arbitrage. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. It, totally. Information I know. arbitrage. Yeah. I like some of these words like. It, Information, well, uh, what is it? Word architecture? Yeah. Information arbitrage? I never heard that. <laughs> yeah, like what, that. what you were just talking about, that's like <laughs> taking a concept from this book called Breakthrough Advertising by Eugene Schwartz. So he talks about that market. That's expensive, I heard. <laughs> it's, worth every, it's worth every dollar. <laughs> Buy it. <laughs> so your money he in. talks about market sophistication, which uh -huh. is how well yeah. does your market know the message, right? And then he talks about market awareness. It's uh -huh. like how well does that person know that product in the marketplace. Yeah. Is he problem aware? Does he know the product? Does he oh, know there's so, a solution? So, so, so they're in a different phase. Yeah, yeah right. different phase. So, so you got to speak to yeah. them differently because they're already aware. I want to be my own boss. I've already explored those paths. Yeah. yeah. So now you got to take take the con. What is it? It's like where you got to go to the conversation they're having in their yeah. own head. Yeah. Right. You know. Yeah. So that's why I'm not surprised that it'll work if you take that to a different country yeah. uh -huh. because all that stuff has been saturated here in the market. Yeah. Yeah. So if they've never heard of it before, you could take it to them yeah. uh -huh. and say like, oh, this is the four hour work week. And you'll think and like, like, they'll be like, whoa, this is cool. Yeah, and why does it happen? Like you think, oh, information travels pretty much equally at, that, at, you know, at the speed of light, <laughs> you know? So why are they not able to grasp it at the same time? Well, there's language, you know? So like, you know, as people are starting to like pick up English more often in these countries, right? Uh-huh, yeah. Now they have access to the same, you know, sort of resources and they're like, oh, you can actually make money online. Yeah, well, Let's give okay, a try. Okay, yeah. okay, so 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 when I went down this path, so for the two really, really big players in Houston, they actually, one started an MLM company, sold it for like 400 million, okay? Yeah, and then insanity. Yeah, he's now in the <laughs> CBD space. So like, yeah, oh, where's he goes where the money's at? Other guy uh, was like one of his top, top producers, right? And so one of the things um, that they they talked about was how important it was to understand um, what was happening with the person and what the customer journey was, yeah. right? And and so we, we actually uh, built out their whole funnel because they were like robots, right? They were saying the whole same, same thing yeah. every five minutes. And I was like, we can take what you're doing and move it online 
where you can just run them through the funnel and take them on the journey yeah, that you want right. to take them on. Okay, and right. it, and it actually worked really well. We, we we ran some Facebook ads to the front of it, um, and then remarketing to the back end, and then they picked it up on the end and started like close closing the candidates. But it was it was really interesting that I learned from them as we were launching in new markets, right? So they wanted, I was like, I wasn't going to go like, that was like going down the affiliate path. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like I'm not, I'm not doing that. But, but what I saw that was really interesting is people in other countries viewed being a, like, so here it's oversaturated, right? It's, it's at the level that you really got to do it at a high level because a lot of people have overdone it. It's just like salespeople, right? Salespeople, sales is not inherently bad. Like right. you're basically professionally helping someone buy, but but sales has gotten like a, a negative connotation right. because yep. of- The pushy car salesman, yeah. that stuff like, like that's not work the, anymore. Yeah, yeah, but it used to, right? It's like right. overdone, marketers like overdo it. But what's interesting is in other countries, because we're at a different space, uh, a, a, a um, person that's doing, you know, multi-level marketing is making a ton of money, okay? Yeah. Because guess what the comp payout is the same for the US as the same for over there. So if they're making $2 per, per week or per day, like Venezuela, it's always $2 per week, crazy. But, and then you're an internet marketer, or you're, sorry, you're a, you're a MLM person, and you're making $10,000 a month in, an, in a country that everybody's making $2 a week. <laughs> like, yeah. you're like basically, like, yeah. I mean, I don't you even know. You live like a king. Yeah. yeah, you are a king. <laughs> so, so people were viewed so highly, so highly that were in that industry and they took it really seriously because they were the pe- they were like the Wall Street people. They're the people that are making so much money, Yeah. right? Um, and, and, and here's something that a lot of, of people do know about me, but I think it's important to kind of address. When I look at the world today, yeah. Right. I think that a lot of money is made or was made in the stock market. Right. Like yeah. that yeah. was a big tap of money that just flowed out. Well, that's been overdone and people figured out. And unless you kind of are in the know, you kind of don't have that. I think the Internet today is where maybe the stock market was, where all the fortunes were made before, because it's still Wild West. It's only 20 years old. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's a giant tap, but it's like crowdsourcing. Yeah. So basically, this tap's turning on all the money flowing into the, the economy. Yeah. Internet marketing's sucking it all up from yeah. like, like it's ba- like it's basically what Amazon's doing. Amazon's just sucking up all the you know everybody's work, like because everybody's buying stuff. They're just buying it through Amazon, and Amazon's trying to put themselves from an arbitrage standpoint right in between yeah. you and all your wants, needs, desires, and demands, and your money. And, yeah. and they're just the intermediary and they're taking, you know, yeah. 20%, 50% cuts on stuff from the affiliate side. You it's, know? A, it's funny you mentioned that because uh, you, you tapped into the, so what, my favorite blog, it was called the Wall Street Playboys, right? And I haven't Yeah, it's funny because I don't Check think, that out, I don't, <laughs> wallstreetplayboys.com. So like literally, I'm probably one of the few people that that's brave enough to just go like and say because... They're very cutthroat when it comes to. They're anonymous, but they've grown it to There's millions of views. There's something called something Oasis that has a bunch. Of, oh yeah, the, these, these guys are even more niche. Okay, and okay. Uh, for them, there's three career choices right out of college. Uh-huh. And thanks God, I found them right out of college because they were like, "You're gonna go to tech." Okay. Yeah, tech, tech. <laughs> if like it doesn't, tech. and that's the top one for them. If not, you're gonna go to sales, enterprise okay. sales. Yeah, you gotta go enterprise sales, yeah. If not, you're gonna go Wall Street. But guess what? Wall Street, they're all Wall Street guys, and they're like, Wall Street doesn't quite work the same way. So it's either mergers and acquisitions, yeah, or you go back to the other two. <laughs> so and that's your three choices. 
Yeah. And I, I, it's funny because I followed everything and everything they said to do, including like whenever there's work, you work. And if you're young in your 20s, you actually can jeopardize a little bit of your health a little bit to, you know, get ahead because you're okay, still, okay. you know, how, how we get, <laughs> no, because we can go, you know, a lot of our, a lot of my peers can go out every weekend, right? Yeah. The same way you can go out every weekend and drink and be fine the next day is it, you can work 14 hours, 15 hours a day and be fine as well in your so 20s. So you chose not to drink and work? Yes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, because, you know, I wanted to live a better life. So like. It, I did both. You did both. <laughs> you can do both. You can do both. You can do both. Yeah. It but, was tough though. <laughs> but you know, you, you, but can, find, you find the right, you can find the, yeah, you can find the right balance. You know, I mean, it's not like I don't go out, but it's just like I, I you know, for them it was like there was these three paths that I had to take. And okay, so one of my buddies here, so he works <laughs> over in uh, the gallery at which y'all gotta go. Yeah, go and no, check it out. Last and, and it's basically like New York, like Soho. In, in one of the towers, right? And he's big in the marketing thing and he's now starting to kind of build build his brand online and he's a little, you know, he's working with a bunch of models and all this sort of <laughs> stuff. And 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 what he said what if he posted like a, a little quote, you know what I mean? And and, I, and it was a picture of him and he was like, Hey my buddy said I'll see you at the bar or something like that. And then he's like I'll see you at the bank. <laughs> and it was, it, was, it, was, it was basically somehow like you got a sacrifice, right? Yeah, a little Going bit. Going out yeah. to, or like, hey, we're, we missed you on Saturday at the bar. And he's like, hey, I, I missed you on Saturday at the bank. Like, like, don't like, get me wrong. Yeah. The Wall Street Playboys, they tell you to go out every Thursday and Saturday, but you must be able to wake up the next day. And, and be productive. And yes, you yeah. can go out, yeah. but you must be able to wake up the next day. That's the yeah. rule. Like, so that's that's how. Well, they sleep on the couch. Like, I, I got off. There's this, this program called Ags on Wall Street, okay? <laughs> and and basically, they were like, you're going to make like $24,000 a year in New York, okay? For like three years, you're going to share like a five-bedroom, like, or, or two-bedroom apartment with five guys. Oh, wow. And you're probably going to shower and sleep on the couch at work, and you're going to work 20... 23 hours out of the day and I was just like man I'm not looking forward to that <laughs> like, I was like I'm not looking yeah, forward to that that's crazy but uh, basically the rule is you know you do one of those things right it's true you build a you build a skill you build a skill a high system. income skill yeah. right okay and yeah. he knows about that even better than I do but like you build a high income skill right yeah and you leverage that skill whether it's a freelancer eventually an agency right and you at some point start thinking about the product. So you get you get good at one thing. Yeah, but at some and point, and then you productize it. And then you either productize that or you start at the same time moving to the product. Yeah, because the product can work. You don't you don't have to you work it and it works for you. So, so that's that's what I think a lot of people um, are realizing, right? Yeah, is is like they're they're trying to grow a business and they're offering their service and it's still a it, so it's still an exchange of time for, for yep. their knowledge, and maybe they're not charging as much as they should be for yep. their skill sets, right? Yep, they're not. Um, yeah. and, and and so I think that that's one of the big things is kind of, you, you gotta value yourself properly and really gotta look at what it produces. I'll give you an example, okay? So I just, uh, I brought on a client in the last five months or something like that. Uh, it started out, basically we're doing an audit. We do, we do like paid audits with clients that came in and they wanna rank for a particular keyword. I'll tell you, it's plumber. Well, no, they, they actually, they came in for PPC. Okay? okay, they wanted us to audit their PPC. So I was auditing the PPC, but I was also like, let's look at your SEO too, right? Because I started in PPC and certified all that, and we managed about a quarter million a month in PPC. But, but I was like, let's look at your SEO, because SEO, I've seen in campaigns, 
32x return on investment with SEO. Wow. 32x. Combined PPC, with PPC? No. Soul. Oh. So just soul because look, you're looking at PPC is a one for one dollar exchange. Right. And then maybe it's a little bit less because you got to pay a management fee, right? If you're a company or whatever, you don't know how to do it. Well, you know, Google's getting expensive, right? It's easy to buy ads and, you know, okay, it's got to be relevant to rank or whatever. But, yeah. but SEO is harder. There's 250 something different ranking factors, all these sort of things. But so people are going to go to PPC first. Let's just throw money at it, right? Well, when that number gets out of whack, you got to do something different. Right. And also, too, if you go into like SEM Rush or something, they calculate dollar per click, you know, based on your position, how many clicks you average get. And then it comes up with a value for your website. So, like, if you were to buy and sell a website, mm-hmm. right, um, you want to look at what that number is. Well, th- this search had 2,900 searches in Houston. Keyword difficulty was under 60, so it was easy uh, or low or whatever. It's not, nothing's easy, but, <laughs> but it was in, in the lower demographic and they were position seven or no, position five. They're position five. And basically they came to me and they said, I like, so we went through two hours of stuff and they're like, what's your, you know, what's your summary? And I was like, well, I can write it up for you, but I could give it to you right now if you want it. You know, I was like, because I didn't want to like write it up, you know, so I was just yeah, wanted yeah, to tell yeah. it to him or whatever, because people are starting to expect papers. So we do these workshops, half day workshops. Yeah. So we, you know, type everything up and that takes a long time. Right. But so this was like a shorter consultant session. It's like, you need to rank number one for plumber Houston. And they were like, we already knew that. And they also had their marketing guy in the room. Okay. Which I didn't know it. I thought he was part of the team. <laughs> so I'm basically like, you know, educating, but that's what this is. Right. So who cares? And, and so they were like, we already knew that. And I was like, then why aren't you doing that? Everything you should be doing should be ranking this keyword. If this is the business yeah. intent, this keyword's worth like $29 a click or something like that. I was like, this is the thing that's going to move the needle the most. And they're like, what is it going to take to do it? And the owner's in the room. And I was like, and they just like put me on the spot. And I was just like, and I was, I, I'd done two hours of analysis. So I kind of had in my head what I think I could do. And I was just like, <laughs> I'll do it for five grand, money back. And and then, they, or I don't know if they said it or I said it, I probably didn't say it, but they were like, money back guarantee. And I was like, sure, whatever. <laughs> you know? This reversal. Yeah, and, yeah. And like, right? And I'm like, I'm, I'm really fairly confident that like I can, I can hit a home run in this. And I was like, all right, yeah. so I'll do it in 90 days or less. And then basically, um, and so there's some sites out there that do this sort of thing, but they're not very good. It's like uh, rank pay or something, something like that, where they try to say you only pay for results. But basically I said, okay, if I get you in the, the fourth position, uh, I'll give you set in 90 days or less, I'll get you 75% of your money back. And then if I get you in the third position, I'll give you 50% of your money back. Cause I did work and I moved the needle. And also each needle, each, each spot you move up, you get significantly more traffic, which yeah, translates right. into more business. Mm-hmm. Right. And then second position, I was like 25%. I get you in first position. Um, you know, I don't, uh, or first position, I'll give you anything. And I said, also, I can't guarantee how long you're going to stick in this first position for, because now we got dwell time. We got, you know, do they take any action? Like the website, you know, needed a little bit of work in my opinion, you know? So I, I was just, I can't promise how long it's going to stick. You know what I mean? 62 days, first position stuck there for three weeks. Okay. Whoa. Right. So they became uh, a monthly client after that. I mean, mm. basically, we hit the trust factor immediately, right? They're like, oh my gosh, what else can you do for us? <laughs> and so so that actually really worked out very, very quickly. So I looked at what that website's worth, okay? And um, in Google, Google or SEMrush, sorry, $80,000 a month in Google ad spend. 
$80,000 a month. They're not paying me even a percentage so of that. So profitable <laughs> there, then you're talking yeah, about Yeah, so, so, so what I should have done, yeah. what I should have done, and I'm kind of like thinking about this because really like you're working with some of these really big brands. I have a few publicly traded companies, but not like all publicly traded companies like you. And, yeah. you know, we should talk about some search stuff. But, yeah. you know, you, but, but the thing is, that's really, really valuable to the company. And I'm outranking some big players. I'm outranking people that have billboards around Houston. Like no one knows who this company is. This is like, it's, it's crazy. And they're just crushing it. Like they love us. Like they're crushing it. Of course, $80,000 a yeah. month in traffic multiplied over 12 months. Okay. And they're, they're spending under five grand with us. Okay. It's like that, that value proposition is massive. Okay. Right. And the thing is, what I should have done, like just thinking from an internet marketer standpoint, right, is like, hey, I'll do it at risk, at my risk. Yeah. But if I do it, I want whatever the, this number, if it's 80, I want what is the management fee like most companies charge for PPC? 15%, 20 percent yeah, yeah. like yeah. So yeah. I'll take 20% of that. And then it becomes a fair, a, a fair arrangement, yeah. right? right? Because they're just... And, and, and they've been able to increase their price point of their products because they have so much demand, right? And they have so much time. Yeah, so true. if you have the demand, you can raise your prices, right? right. That's true, yeah. So, exactly. so that, I don't know. So that, that's some of the kind of struggles that, 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 that I know we're going through. We've like productized services, like, you know, you kind of talked about, you know, really we're, we're looking at making our, um, you know, like we do a lot of blogs, we write a lot of pieces of content on page downloadables, little ebooks, all kinds of stuff that helps for SEO, but it's not direct direct response. Now, yeah. you know, um, we do do email drips, and we have pretty good open rates to drive it, but there's 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 not as much as you have the fundamentals of like, well, how much did this make? Like, why don't you why don't you just for everybody? I think it would be cool to tell, if you don't mind, if you can, the story with Ty about how you got to working with them and then like some of what some of the campaigns because I think it's just the coolest yeah. story. You know? <laughs> yeah, so basically back in December, uh, my startups failed. I learned copywriting just to, for my offers and my startups, uh, Andres worked in one of them with me. Oh yeah, I was there. <laughs> yeah, so he knew how it was. So basically I was like, well, back then I was doing everything. I was doing the PVC, I was doing Facebook ads, I was trying to learn SEO and like web design and all that because we all had to wear different hats all, yeah. for startups. Yeah, yeah. We used to and call was, them the men with the MBA. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, I'm just going to focus down on what I think my strongest skill is. And I thought that was copywriting because I spent a really long time learning it. And I was like, I'm going to try to write for clients. So the first few people I tried to reach out to, I wanted to do for free because, you know, I was untested. I didn't know whether or not anything I was doing was completely right or not. So then I saw that Ty was hiring in New York. And I reached out to his team and they messaged me back. They're like, hey, come to New York for two days. We'll get you a hotel room and we can do a work sample. So I get there and he was like, all right, everyone is going to cold call. And I was like, well, this is a <laughs> copyright. Like copyright. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I, <laughs> I was like, I don't know. I was like, I don't know about this. <laughs> I've never sold anything over the phone before, but I was like, all right, whatever. So I made 60 calls the first day, and on the 61st call, I finally closed someone on a course. And I was like, yes, I could sell over the phone now. So I went to bed. My soul was crushed after making all those calls. <laughs> the next day I showed up. In the first half hour, I sold like 1,500. I was off to a hot start. And then I talked to him about copywriting. He was like, yeah, I'm just looking to hire salespeople. 
He's like, but we'll reach out if it's a good so fit. So you applied for a copywriting job and he just said, he said, come on anyway, and he put you in a sales yeah. role. You also yeah. got into, didn't you get into a little argument with Ty about <laughs> copyright marketing versus, uh, or copywriting versus sales? No, no, no. So I asked him, <laughs> he said introverts make the best salespeople, but introverts that adapt, right? Yeah. So like kind of more of an ambivert. And I was like, oh, I mean, that's, that's interesting because I feel like charismatic people, extroverted people make the best yeah, salespeople. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, so what is, what is your stance on copywriting? He's like, oh, it's the same thing. It's, it's just salesmanship and print, which I yeah, fully agree a, with. Yeah. So after that, when I left New York, uh, two weeks later, his team reached out to me and he was like, do you want to write us one email? And I was like, one email? Well, that's not really testing what I could do. I'll write you an entire sequence. And after I did that, they called me back to New York to continue working with his team for like a week or so. And I didn't know what the numbers were, but I got someone to show me the numbers of what I've done within the two promotions through emails. And it generated like close to six figures. And I was like, whoa, I can do this. Well, that was more than cold call. Yeah, that was <laughs> yeah, a lot better than cold soul. call. It <laughs> <laughs> was automatic. Yeah. Yeah, so after that, I kind of grew more confidence in what I could do. So I just leveraged that to grab more people in the info product space. But now I'm kind of transitioning more to health. I think there's a huge opportunity for there. And, yeah. you know, I studied pharmacy in school before I left that field completely. So health is just natural to me. So yeah, a little, a little bit of club, uh, plug here for a little <laughs> Chris Burris for all you see that you can listen. Yeah, that's the bobblehead of Chris. <laughs> but, um, you know, it looks like uh, y'all are going to be doing uh, some stuff with Chris's other company. And, yeah, and, uh, that know, should be exciting, yeah. You know, and have, have, have had you in the studio and, and talking to some of our, yeah. our team. Our, we got like a SEO team, we got a PPC or a conversion click team internally kind of Head to head, you've been spending some time with them. You've been spending some time yeah. with the copywriters, and and really here at Eweb Results, we're always trying to up our game too. And so, it's going to be excited to. Yeah, I think we're going to share so much data. It's going to be interesting, yeah, you know? interesting. Yeah, yeah. And really, yeah. I mean, that's what marketing has become, right? You're yeah. like data analysis, yeah. like more than anything else, right? It's like what people do. If your audience want, you know, Kevin and I spoke about it. We're going to probably secretly document a lot of the stuff that's going on, and depending. That's not so secret. <laughs> secret, yeah, yeah, secret that Secrets it's not gonna revealed. go it's not gonna go out every day and it's not gonna go out every month but it's yeah. gonna be you know documented wow. at some point a private secret Facebook if you know we decide yeah. if yeah. we decide it'll actually you know yeah go yeah, out. so what we realize is like some of the stuff on clickbank yeah. it's basically people taking free information and organizing yeah. it. yeah yes oh, yeah so i know this credit offer that did he basically, his credit score is bad, and this guy pretty much took free resources and packaged it in a book. Yeah. And he started selling it at 20 bucks. And when he started focusing on it, he started doing like six figures a month. And then he ran an infomercial on it. Yeah. And then he actually started doing five to six million a month. And he actually sold it, the company recently, after they'd wow. done 50 million in sales. But basically, it all came off the back of just gathering free resources that got results and packaging yeah, it up. Yeah, no, and, yeah. And, and, and really we were talking about the dopamine, right? That's why yeah. uh, Google, Google's just doing what visitors do. So like like uh, ordered lists, like people feel like, oh, I got an ordered list. That's why all the downloadables are ordered lists because it's like you get that shot of dopamine, yeah. right? And you're like, I have all the information I ever need, <laughs> okay? yeah. right? In this ordered list or, or whatever. Go ahead. That's interesting because 
you said something, you know, fascinating with most info products, right? Uh huh. Because if you ever produced, you know, any info products, you realize that there's a decent. You have to work on like getting people to consume it. There's like a twenty percent that consumes it all, and then there's eighty percent right. well, that utilizing it. Yeah, like execution's right. almost nothing, right? Like you just buy it, and then it just yeah. sits on the shelf because you're busy. Yeah, another and um, I listened to J- uh, Jay Abraham and Jordan Belfort in a, in, a, in a, their podcast. Yeah, yeah, I love his new podcast. Yeah. Man. and um, <laughs> sort of Jay described you know sort of why that happens as insurance. So eighty percent of the people mm. buying that. See the information. That, see that organization of information and that availability of information as insurance. If they it's, decide to go if, that way, if they ever need it, it's organized yeah. and packaged and is there for them. Well, you know, the thing that got me into info products was it was actually a Facebook ad, and like so, really, the the, the big thing that's driven me is a computer and a phone and work anywhere in the world. Like that was basically. <laughs> When I was graduating from school, what I wanted. Biz ups. <laughs> yeah. And what they did is they took a bunch of people that were like bloggers and yeah. all kinds of stuff, like all these different things, travel agents and all this stuff. And they yeah. basically all wrote like a chapter or whatever. Wow. And then it was like 16 of the people that, and then they were showing pictures and the video was like, you know, working on a beach, like in a little shop with Wi Fi and all this kind of stuff. And so I, I bought that. It was like 500 bucks, man. And then they did the upsells and I bought it all. I was like, I got this course and I was like, I'm going to do this. And then like, I never like set a deadline and then just, I like, got busy with life or like I had another job or whatever. And, and I, I knew that until I fully really committed and I created deadlines and, and to do's and everything, like I wasn't going to execute on it. Right. And and, uh, but, I was but it was like, there. But I was like, that's awesome. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, and, and that opportunity, and it was, that's what it was. It was insurance. Yeah. Right? It was insurance. Um, you know, but I'm, I'm big on taking action, right? Yeah. Like, I'm, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm really big on taking action. Yeah. And, and really, the biggest thing I walked away from, from the conference we went to is like, hey, LinkedIn, right? LinkedIn's yeah. where you need to be. Since we've been back, you know, it's been about 30 days. Dude, I posted multiple times on LinkedIn. I've been testing out that room as we were kind of talking about earlier. Um, and I just applied for the LinkedIn beta. Like I was like, that's my goal, right? My goal mm-hmm. is to get to LinkedIn beta. And then I got a really big microphone, right? And and the algorithm changed with Facebook like last March. And and so that's so that's and then TikTok, right? I'm not doing anything on TikTok. Yeah. But but I, but, I, but, but I'm, there, I'm yeah. focused on one thing with a goal, and I'm working that plan and doing that. And that's that's really what I'm big about. And that's what we look for in people we hire and partners that we yeah. build is, hey, like, like, let's set a plan. Let's set some milestones and let's knock it out and let's move the ball down the court and get it done for clients, for ourselves, you know, that sort of thing. And so, you know, if I was ever to do an info product, you know, like you really got to vet, like, because if they take the information and they don't do anything with it, they're going to say it's your fault. Yeah. Right? right. And that's when you get creative. You know, I think uh, not many of them leverage, like, interactions, like, making it interactive because uh-huh. getting people to actually – because it takes more money, right? I mean, if you're, you're going to make an interactive software, right, it's more expensive. But guess what? It gets people to well, – Well, also, more. like, those people that would sell real estate, right, they're like, you know, buy a house with other people's yeah. money. They always push so hard – to do the coaching piece, right? Yeah. And I thought they were just pushing for more money, but I think they were pushing the coaching piece because they actually wanted it to work for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need it, you know, and um, or else you end up with that gap. And, you know, people become insanely rich, you know, out of that 
that actually, you know, because those become that, the that testimonials, yeah, right? They, they, they actually those, cool. Right? Actually, yeah. those are like, oh, it actually does work, you know? And yeah, yeah. Well, I I, I think that uh, a lot of people would want to learn how to work with big brands. Okay, I mean, you're you're working. Yeah. Can you can you mention any names? Or you yeah, have we some can ideas? all of them. Yeah, and a lot of it comes from agencies that we work with, right? Uh-huh. Um, big in the WPP network. So because of that, we ended up working with like Ford, Lincoln, Colgate, Home Depot. Uh huh. Um, How many of you want to work with some of those companies? And you know, it's kind of sweet working with people that are trying to spend the money. You know, yeah. they're, they're, they have a budget. Yeah, that's different. Wanna... It's like it's not it's not like where's all the money going. It's like we got to blow our we got, budget. We got this money in a year. Or we're gonna like, we're gonna lose half our department, right? Yeah. Like those are the kind of clients you want. You and um, I think that we've all we already mentioned most of the stuff that that because. It's all we use direct response to get in the door of these companies. Sure, too, right. You got to get them to take action. Got to you got to hit the pain yeah. points, right? You yeah. got to hit the pain points. You got to get them to take action. You have to really big. You have to be really big into risk reversal with them. Yeah. Because they work with some you know company or, or contractor, and they've been working with them for a while, right? Yeah. But a lot of them actually have hesitations with them. Like they're like, ah, I've been working with them. They're mediocre, but. It, you gotta find. You it, gotta it find. Me, you know, yeah. it, it gets the job done, right? Yeah. So you. Well, have it's to, hard to switch, right? There's a, yeah. there's a. There's a. There's a change cost, right? Yeah. Or like when you have a legacy system and you're like having to convert to something new. It, yeah. You know, or to move buildings or to move houses. That's why people stay in houses so long. It's like they don't want to move. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah, and um, you take something. In, in our case, you know, we're we're an interactive web development agency, sure. so we take the smallest piece we can, which is an interactive banner, and we're like, hey, well. We'll do you, and this was Kevin's invention, by the way. And you know, it was like we'll do it. We'll do it for free. You know, we'll do you yeah. a set for free. And they're like, "Are you guys insane? Like, it's a couple of grand." So yeah. I'm like, "Yeah, we'll do. It, we'll do it for free." And once we finished that first set, and like, what do you think? You know, we we have a well, you you got over the yeah, trust bar, like, and you proved that you can. What was your customer now, right? experience? And they're happy. And I'm like, okay, so you're happy. So yeah, do you have any more work? Yeah. Um, they're like, yeah, yeah, we have you know three more now. Um, yeah. And from there, we're like, okay, so you know, we 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 we're we're pretty good on the well, web stuff. Yeah, that website of yours could use some help. Yeah, no, I would uh, love I would love to, <laughs> to 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 talk about this all day. I think it's I think it's really interesting. Yeah. I mean, you know, we're working with the publicly traded company down to the pressure washer around the corner, right, and okay. everyone in between. Um, I can I can tell you, we we have a similar kind of risk re- reversal where, yeah. you know, really, you know, asking someone to spend a couple thousand dollars. Um, you know, and they just met you, that's tough, right? Yeah. So you need to spend more time with them, right? And, yeah. And, yeah. and you need to provide more value to them. Provide more value. Well, how do you get access to just their time? Because attention is so valuable, right? So you got to give something away of value. Well, strategy, execution can be done if you build the right team or the processor system, yeah. right? But the strategy, if the strategy is wrong or the execution, you got to have both, right? Yeah, you need so both, yeah. You have needed both. And how do you know if you get the right strategy? You want to go to an expert that you trust, to get that expertise. That's what I talk about in the book, uh, you know, yeah. trusted advisor, like it's really important for people to trust who you are. Yeah. Well, people, people, you know, and also think about this, okay, you you spend, okay, so, you know, I think we'll work together. But, so say we go head to head, right, with a client, right? You spent 30 minutes, hour, two hours on your sales pitch, whatever, okay? And this is what Dan Kennedy says, whoever can spend the most money to acquire a client exactly. wins. Yeah. Well, I'll go the, negative. But if, the, yeah. Yeah. But guess what? 
So I like what you're doing. Don't get me wrong. I'm actually thinking about in my head how, how we might be able to implement something like that. Yeah. But what I've done is I've said, hey, let's, so, so mine is like, hey, why don't we date before we get married? Let's like get to know <laughs> each other. Yeah. You know, but hey, I got to pay for my time too, because if you don't set these hard jet deadlines um, or kind of gate what's going on, you could have 20 meetings and get nowhere, right? So it's like, exactly. there's got to be like a process. Well, you know, I can spend the time with a paid client right? But I need to know you're serious. I need to know you're not a tire kicker and I'm going to give you insane amount of value. Now, look, if you want value, listen to the podcast, check out the book. But if you want one-on-one, like I only have so much time in the day, like I got to, I got to protect my time. Right. And so I said, but if you want to buy a little bit of my time, see what it's like, test it out and then see if you want more. But now think about that in a whole different context. So I'm, I'm going up against clients or other agencies for, for work, right? Um, that have spent 30 minutes with them or an hour. I'm spending two hours with them and I'm mm. getting paid plus maybe another 30 minutes or an hour or whatever. Yeah. So now I've spent more time. So the no, the like, right? The trust, I can I can build that yeah. and I can show that and they get, they get visibility mm-hmm. into what we're doing and what the strategy is. And if they don't like the strategy, you know what? I'll give you your money back. Yeah. Like if you think I'm full of hot air, exactly. I'll give you your money back. But I just want to know you're serious. So I want you to put money down and we'll put it towards whatever. But guess what? If you're unhappy, and here's the thing that's crazy, and we're changing this for some of you, if you're listening, know who you are. So people have called in, okay? One was this parasailing company. I don't remember the name of the company. So, and I'm not hating on it, right? Okay, I am hating on it. I'm totally <laughs> hating on it. I'm hating on this. I don't remember who this guy was. So this was when we first started about a year and a half doing the prop plan. So, so we, it was, we started like 500 bucks. Now it's like 600 bucks. Now we actually have a marketing workshop, like 1500 bucks. Right. And, and that could go up too, because it's, it's all about the value exchange. Right. And like, you know, we're now building out the liverables and all this kind of stuff. It's, it's really getting pretty, pretty slick on, and, and, and clients really, really like it. Cause if you don't have that target persona, if you don't have the buyer's journey going into it, um, you're just guessing, right. And you got to do that stuff anyway. So let's do it in chunks. And let's do it in an easily consumable format. But this guy came back a year later after leaving us a positive review and said, I want my money back. I was like, I was like, it's been a year. Like, like, like there's gotta be some, there's like, but, but, but guess what? I didn't put, I didn't put on the, the, the thing, like, you know, only good for whatever. Yeah. And and so you know what I did? And he goes, I'll leave you bad reviews, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, dude, like you were happy. You're just needing money now. Yeah. And you're coming to dig on me and you're threatening me with bad reviews. And yeah. I was like, you know what? You clearly need the money more than I do. And so like whatever helps you sleep at night, dude, here's your money back. And we've done that like yeah. three times. But that's the thing. There's gonna be some bad actors. Yeah. And everybody's dealt with like bad actors, bad clients. But the thing is the the wins that came out of it the yeah, clients I was gonna, I was that, say, can you like, talk about the ratio yeah, between those those give give your money back versus how many clients you've acquired yeah. thanks to that strategy yeah i mean like, you know. <laughs> like it's, it, it it way outseeds it you yeah. know what i mean and and so you know i i believe and, and if you hear a lot of kind of people talking in the online market space or or info product space you got to just you got to just give give your best stuff away like we give it all away like people know what we do and how we do it is completely transparent. It's not like black box for SEO and people trust that. And I think a lot of people don't have time to do it or they want to run their own business. And so they're like, 
I know what you're doing or I trust that I know, think you know what you're doing and, I, and I'm seeing stuff and it's working and I want to run the business that I started to run. I didn't go into this to become an internet marketer because a lot of, you almost have to start to become an internet marketer today with like yeah. lead gen online. I mean, if you're not selling it, you're being sold. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 Another thing about risk reversal too, especially with info products, I read the best risk reversal I've ever seen was this guy who had a webinar for a list building product and his risk reversal was if you finish this course and do everything in 12 months, you have a year. I'll give you all your money back. So wow, I actually yeah, read. So they make a track and a Wistia or something like that. Yeah, like, yeah. So like, did everything. No, no doubt that that helped him get sales. But I recently read like an updated. He posted like an but updated. But for people, right? You know, yeah, like for but, the people that did it. Yeah, but I read like an updated post by him, and uh-huh. he ended up giving back one point four million dollars of like refunds of people who finished the course and took him up on How that guarantee. Make, I don't know, but. He actually, he actually went through like kind of a health crisis oh, in the man. middle. So he know. was siphoning out like $70,000 a month with these refunds mm-hmm. while making no income because he couldn't work. Well, I don't so, know. Like, I think if you can do things to help people grow, like yeah. they're going to appreciate it and they're yeah. going to reciprocate in kind. Because that's all we're talking about is reciprocation. Like, hey, yeah. I'm going to give you value or help you and then reciprocate back. I know we've, we've, we've talked about that um, Quite a bit like, yeah, since, yeah. since we've gotten to gotten to know each other. You know, I, I think that, um, you know, what I've seen is there's a lot of people in the digital marketing space that, you know, are trying to kind of break through where they're at. They're trying to add team. There's like, you got to productize services. You got to build systems. You got to learn all these different components. Um, I, I think it would be really interesting if, if we, uh, you know, I don't know. Like, so I got a couple guys that built some pretty amazing info products and weight loss. Okay. And like for some pretty big names out there and we, and we really are a digital agency, right? That's like yeah. our core product. We've added kind of consulting piece to it, mm-hmm. but you know, we're, 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 we're adding videography and we're, and we're, we're actually going to build like a online media channel. That's kind of really mm-hmm. one of the directions we're taking the company, but that, that goes into infomercials and info products, mm. right? So like infomercial, um, like sponsorship. So, you know, SEM Rush wanted to sponsor our podcast not too long ago. Oh. And like, like, so there's like, there's a whole component of like internet marketing and affiliate market that we haven't really tapped into. And really we started to see with Chris's business and, and some of the people we hired with affiliate marketing background and, you know, pushing stuff out there. And, 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 yeah. and we've really built out some funnels. We built funnels for a guy that's on stage with Robert Kiyosaki. I, I know y'all were mm-hmm. looking at that earlier. And, and so, so I think next year we're, we're really going to move into that. And I think one of the things that a lot of people want to know is like, how do I scale my business? How do I grow my business? You know, how, how do I build that? And, and what are the key components? Like, how do I work with big brands? How, how do I uh, write emails that people are going to get back to me? How do I hire people? Um, you know, how do, how do I um, build a productized service that works that's scalable, right? All yeah. these mm-hmm. things that I think a lot of people are asking for. And we've been kind of talking about it. And I just, you know, I don't want to put you all on the spot or anything mm-hmm. like that. But, you know, um, I don't know. I feel like we should, we should, we should do a mastermind. 
Like, I feel like I think that, you know, a lot of people would get benefit. You've seen the place. We're putting in new glass doors. We've got yeah. all these conference rooms. It's like really a nice setup. We've got a huge room over here, um, you know, and we're, 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 we're growing pretty aggressively. And, and really the, 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 the agency is doing quite well. Um, we, we've got a lot of good testimonials out there. Um, Ivan, we appreciate all the uh, video testimonials. So we go in to shoot a video for them. I'm like, hey, you want to do a video testimonial for us? And so, so we've been building kind of that 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 literature up. And there's a lot of people that are internet marketers out there that um, I think want to know this stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. I know, you know, I, I would love to have a lot of big brands that we work with. I mean, we we run the gambit. And I I love helping people, but also. It, it takes a lot of time sometimes to yeah. educate people um, that right. that don't totally understand how it works. So a lot of people are like, how like the data's wrong, and then we got to show them how to use data. And I like doing that, and I think that's but that should be the focus, right? So if you buy agency work, it should be deliver agency services. Mm-hmm. And I like providing education, but education separate than agency services, mm-hmm. right? And so it, we really need to build out instructors and courses and provide that education component on the front end, right? And so you move through it. I mean, that's the, the whole reason I wrote that book, yeah, right? Yeah. There's a lot of people, uh, yeah. No, you like it, right? Yeah, no, it's, uh, tell, me, tell me your thoughts on the book, you know? I mean. You've read like half of it in like one night. Like, that was crazy. Well, it's like a few hours and we already had a few drinks with Chris too. <laughs> so I, I, I looked at it and um, it pretty much has like everything you kind of need, you know, so it's a, uh, for me, like uh, I'm kind of like Kevin's student, you know. So uh, he's uh, he he needed to. He's getting a lot of uh, copywriting work, and he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna have to train someone else. I, I want to." But and then that that happened to be me. So like, uh, nice. It, it happened. I was like, "Oh, this actually." If anyone's starting out, you know, like a very newbie guy and yeah. wants to like go from that to like, yeah. okay, now I know what to execute. This is the next step, right? Or take up take on a client on risk reversal to test your skills up. Yeah, uh, you know, I think this is the no, I mean, yeah, you know? build your brand mania. I mean, I think why yeah. I wrote that was like, so, so Chris had been doing the podcast for like yeah. 10 years. Okay. So we got 400 and this is probably 466, 67 episodes, right? All, you know, tons yeah. of great content, right? And, and really, um, you know, Google's continuing to change. And so, yeah. so you got to always stay on your toes. But that podcast is for hardcore people, yeah. SEO, internet marketers, how to set up email drips, automations, all that sort of thing. This is like, hey, I want to get into it. Yeah. Like I want to understand, I want to, yeah. how do I build that? Like, I don't even understand like yeah. a compass or a framework to get started. So this is, and, and also to, to, to hire me one-on-one because there's only so yeah. much time of day to do consulting. I was like, this let me you. put it in a yeah. book yeah. and like read the book and then like, you know. And if you're a business, like a small business, right? Like, and you say like, this internet marketing stuff, this online marketing stuff doesn't work for me. I'm sorry, but you're going to be dead soon so get on well you're the gonna game, you're gonna you know? fall behind right, you're gonna right, be behind. right so we yeah. do a lot of home service we do a lot of professional service if your name's in the it title doesn't matter what you do if you're not there you're gonna be out and you need to start the, the, you know? i think the gap's starting to widen okay oh, like between like because the big brands are starting to come in they're starting to spend tons of money yeah. on a monthly basis and so you, you got to get on the big brand side or you got to start building your, yeah. your footprint your your audience you get today on because yeah. It, it's it's starting to get a little crowded. Yeah. I see it every month, you know. And going back to that mastermind idea, I think I think that's the right way to do it. You know, I mean, we're down. <laughs> yeah, like uh, you know, there's a lot of people out there that can execute 
they're skillful and they could do stuff, yeah. but yeah. teaching is another skill in its own. Yeah. Like, I'm going to be honest, I'm not, I could write copy, but I'm not very good at teaching it. And that's something I'm learning by having Andres as my guinea pig. Well, that's how right? you learn it the best. I feel like when you can teach it, that's yeah. when you really, really know it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, right, and you're, you've been able to scale an agency and actually write a book on branding. So it just shows that you've been able to teach it. You know how to teach it. So that's I think a lot of people... You can organize the information. Yeah, right? you can organize the information. That's a valuable skill too. So I feel like a lot of people can be at benefit yeah. learning yeah. from you in person, right? Because yeah. you've done it. You've scaled this agency yeah. from, what, nine to... 60 some clients in a short period amount of time, yeah. right? And there's not, there's a lot of people out there teaching on a starting agency, but where do you go from there? Yeah, what happens? yeah. once you understand a little bit about internet marketing, how do you grow it, how do you scale it? I mean, there's certain key skill sets that you need, you know, and also different strategies. And, and really for me, what it is going back to what you said is like, uh, at kind of the beginning of this podcast was, you know, really how I started is like, I found good information and I just followed it textbook. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and also when I started my last company that that I exited successfully, um, there was like a, a it was like a, written in the fifties, like old school manual, <laughs> yeah. right? Like just like these good marketing books, so you just read it, and you're like, that headline will still work, or if yeah. I tweak it. But I basically just did what the textbook said, and it worked. Yeah. And, and if you applied it to it, and 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 that's really what I've seen with internet marketing yeah. is when I found good people, I've dived into it, I've read. YouTube Academy taught me almost everything I know. And then and then the next step was applying it against client yeah. data and, and yeah. seeing how that worked. And now that we have such a broad breadth of uh, different clients across the board, it's really about the methodology. And then there's little nuances, but it works. And so, you know, I know exactly how we're going to grow from here, yeah. where we're going to go, what that roadmap looks like, how we're going to build that. And also we're moving towards higher end brands and so we're going to need strategic partners. And so if I'm going to refer someone business, I want to know that they do it the way that I think is supposed to be done. And then yep. I can confidently go, hey, you need to go talk to Joe over here because Joe does internet marketing the way I believe in yep. it or in the methodology I have. So kind of looking for like certified partners in that aspect of it. I got another guy uh, here locally um, that is moving into software and he's built all these awesome SEO tools. He has a, a really good sized agency and we're kind of like two porcupines like talking, mm -hmm. you know, and um, seeing how that's going to go. But but there's a lot of big things. I mean, we really uh, I know you can't can't see watching this podcast, but you can see maybe on on LinkedIn or on Facebook, some of the pictures we've been pushing out of some of the, the changes that that we're making and how we're growing. I mean, we just ha we have this great facility. And I was just like, man, we got a glass of ball of walls. Like we got to like take <laughs> mm -hmm. it. I, I saw uh, one of Frank Kern's videos and I was like, man, that, that office <laughs> looks way that, nicer. Yeah. I was like, I know not to say this office yeah. is not nice, but I was like, no, it needs to be all glass. You yeah. know? <laughs> and so, so, so there, so these are classroom settings. Like I think we could structure a workshop yeah. uh, pretty easily with some of the people totally, we know. Yeah. We could bring in some speakers and just do. Like, 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 not do some crazy conference, but people that are really serious, yeah, right? People it, that yeah. are really serious that, that you know, been been doing it for a while and they maybe hit a, a roadblock, yeah. know what a $2,500 or a $5,000 client's yeah. worth to them and how quickly, like, five or 10 grand would, yeah. would pay off. Like, if someone just shows you how to do it, like, it's totally worth it. And then we could do, like, case studies and stuff. I don't yeah. know. And the beauty of it is, like, you know, a good student, a good student will look at this book follow it step by step, 
and do exactly what it is there, and he'll be, you know, moderately yeah, successful, no, right? Yeah, yeah. But imagine you know, being sitting a great in the student, room with us, yeah. and, you know. But a great yeah. student will look at this book, read it, and add to it, right? And that's like I think the purpose of any mastermind, right? You don't come in, you don't come in for a conference, you don't come in for that. You come into like the host, like let's say we hosted. We have to be influenced by the people there too, and we'll learn, you know, from them. And yeah. whatever we know y'all now, go to masterminds all the exactly, time. Yeah. yeah. Whatever we know now, you know, we'll learn something completely new, and that could change the game for us and everyone else. I mean, you know one what I mean? client. I, what is one big client worth? Right. Or one idea. I mean, you know, like uh, how to acquire a client from a different industry that you don't even know, and they're like, "Oh yeah. wow, let me try that," and then boom, yeah, you could it pays explode. for yeah. itself plus a yeah. huge multiple, right? So it's a, it's a, everyone's, it's a, it's yeah. a network of value, you know. Okay, well, yeah. you know, uh, you know, when we push out this podcast, I, I like yeah. eWeb Results, you know, forward slash dot com forward slash mastermind or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we'll put yeah. we'll put something together, and um, you know, if if you're listening to this, um, you know, check back. But we're, we'll, I guess, we'll just throw up like a you know a holder page. Yeah. Uh, if if you're interested, you can give us. Your well, email address yeah. Yeah. and and uh, well you know so I have I, I have a baby coming in like <laughs> you know, January so we would have to like push this out to yeah. you know mid next year or something but but I'm down dude I'm down I'd love to have you back thanks yeah, for man. coming down you came into yeah, a definitely. podcast and now we're in a mastermind <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just this yeah. that's the beauty of this industry yeah. I love it so much because we just like are just like doing stuff that's fun man and yeah. like helping people and. And then, and then the byproduct of adding value for people yeah. is making money. You know, yeah. it's yeah. it's awesome. Yeah. Well, awesome. Yeah, thanks, thanks so Matt. Much. Yeah, thanks man. for having yeah. us. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything else uh, you you want to share, or anything else you want to say before we get out of here? Kevin. Uh, no. I mean, <laughs> a, 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 a final word of wisdom. I don't know. Yeah, I guess like I I think a lot of people get stuck on consuming information and stuff like that, but. The best way to really grow is to consume a piece of information, but don't move on until you take action on it. Right? I that's like that. that's yeah. the fastest way I've learned to get to where I am in yeah. less than a year. And uh, yeah. yeah, that's true. And every time you can add human interaction to anything, it'll probably succeed more. Right. You well, know, you got to remember you're dealing with people. Even the yeah. internet is like a one-on-one. If somebody collaborates, whether it's your service, like figure out, you know, it's done for you, but Sometimes when you you add a little bit of done with you to it, a little twist to that, people appreciate what's going on more yeah. behind the scenes, you know, and they feel like they did it themselves too. So it's everyone feels good, you know. I love that. Yeah. Love that. Well, thank you all so much. Yeah. yeah thank awesome. you, man. Yeah. Cool. All right, man. <laughs>